welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified and you as our listeners would be edified. For more information about us, we ask that you please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. And there you will find out a lot more information about us. If you have not been there recently, we have done some updates and changes to the webpage. It is similar, but there are some distinctive differences. And I would really encourage you, if you have never been to the webpage, to go browse through there. And there you can find a statement of faith about us, uh, ways of contacting us, ways of uh, supporting us. We really pray and hope that you would pray for us, that we can financially always continue this podcast. We do have a few people who have helped us. We are so thankful for that. It is a blessing from God, and that's exactly how we see all of that. And so, so many people are listening to this podcast in a third world nation. And first of all, they really don't have the resources to help financially support it. And many of them are countries where persecution is occurring. And so they probably wouldn't send any resources if they could. So I'm calling on you. If you're living in America or anywhere in the world that's free to to send a little help, that would be great. I realize that we don't have lots of whistles and bells, but we're not really trying to do whistles and bells. We're simply trying to provide a a message that people can listen to and understand. Uh, We always use the Bible. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, you can purchase one. There is a link now on the webpage, how to buy one. Uh, Please do that. Uh, they uh, get a good study Bible, get some other study resources. If you cannot afford one, uh, there's also a link there on the web page to read one for free. And so uh, I know the links are there for different things now. We have some affiliates and that we are being blessed with that. Now, listen close. Just because we have affiliates doesn't mean they're paying us. We do make a small commission if you purchase through our webpage. And so that is another way for us to help uh, each other. You can get your resources that you need. Uh, There's a Christian uh, little girls uh, Bible study books there, kind of a unique thing. I'm new to that. And Christian clothing with Bible verses and different things. And so I I would encourage you, to, to go check all that out. There's church supplies, uh, all kinds of things. And so that is a way of helping us financially if you can. Uh, we're doing those things. Maybe you need some gifts, baptism gifts, uh, wedding gifts. It's all there. And for over three years, we really haven't pushed anything about finances. We just simply trusted God. But we also know with Everything has just really gone up in in price, not only in our home, I know in your home, and so with the podcast, costs have really gone up as well. And so, anyway, I know I get a few comments, I I speak slow, I'm not very dynamic, and and that's okay. I, I know how to do all those things, but if you can please understand this, 
many listeners do not have English as their first language. So please, uh, just listen to the message. Let the Holy Spirit penetrate your heart. Uh, follow along in your Bible. You know, I we get tons of emails, too, uh, that we uh, have really helped people understand and opened up the, the Bible for them, and that is a blessing. Also, please, we have links to our social media accounts. Please follow us there. You can contact us through there, and you can send us your comments through there, too. And so we would really like that. We have Facebook, LinkedIn, MeWe, um, and so we please ask that you do that. That would really encourage us. And uh, if you have a Bible question, please submit that through our webpage. And uh, we would be happy to, to answer your question. Now, we get more and more questions they don't want on the air. They just want a response. And we do honor that, and we do answer that. You just need to be patient with us. As we all work full-time jobs here, nobody here makes any wages off of this podcast. Anything that we collect or make, uh, including our own wages, we do everything we can to keep the equipment going and be able to bring uh, a solid message weekly. Okay, so enough of that. I wasted a lot of time, almost six minutes into her podcast, and I apologize. So please have a Bible uh, and follow along. Today, I, I want to talk about uh, the ob- objective nature of Christianity. And this is maybe a little bit different than we normally do, but I think it's important. After listening to some conversations at work and, and things over the last month or six weeks, uh, I really felt like this was, was necessary. Uh, nothing else for me to have a refresher but also to help all of you who are listening. Now, being subjective is, is, a, is a real appeal, honestly, to what we feel as proof of, of something that has happened in the past. Now, there is no real substance for that. There is no evidence of a material nature, of a, a historical nature, things... Uh, how people operate on it, and they do. Many people say today, I know I am saved because I feel it in my heart. I know that I'm saved because I said a prayer. I know that I'm saved because I was immersed. And it can kind of go on. But, But listeners, honestly, the Bible really never defines for us what it feels like to be saved. Now, Granted, somebody's going to email and and balk at me. I'm going to say this. When a person is in in the state of grace, he is saved, there should be joy in the salvation that we have. We should just be absolutely on fire for that, knowing that we're saved. Now, joy is as a term that many people have different feelings for. Uh, how they how they feel when they're joyful. I can be very happy and and very uh, content in my life and not be laughing and giggling and doing a, a song and dance all the time. So again, some will accept and think that they are saved uh, on the way they feel. I feel saved. I I feel this. Uh, I feel it in my heart. 
And, and when in fact, perhaps that person is not. And so, it is a matter of fact that people who try to prove that Jesus has been resurrected from the dead by the means of feeling that they have in their heart. Today, people would say, I know that Jesus is alive, and I know that he was resurrected from the dead because he's in my heart. Surely, somebody ought to be able to figure out somewhere along the way that, honestly, you cannot prove that Jesus was resurrected from the dead or anything else that happened in the first century because of a modern emotion taking place within a man's heart. But really, that's subjective. It just really being subjective, okay? So, there is an appeal to, to feelings, and we all have them. God has given us those feelings. But it's also it's, it's a dangerous area. It, it can make a person believe that something is true when, in fact, it is not true. And not, not just necessarily in spiritual things, but that could be in, in everyday life, at work or home or school or at play. It, it's a latitude. It could also prove, honestly, uh, that other religions, such as Hindu, Buddhism, Muslim faith, I mean, any religion that you want to put in there, because the little guy over there in India, God bless him, he could say, hey, you know, I, I had this horrible, horrible disease, and I, I went to the mouse god, and he healed me, and boy, I'm a better person, and I feel it, I know it. I, I, I'm going to live forever now, spiritually speaking. How can you prove that? Okay? Uh, God's Word, honestly, listeners, needs to be the standard in our life. It really does. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 15. We're going to read some verses here. Numbers 15, ch chapter 15, verses 37 through 40. Numbers 15, 37 through 40. The Lord also spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and tell them that they shall make for themselves tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, so that they shall put on the tassel on each corner a cord of blue. It should be a tassel for you to look at and to remember all the commandments of the Lord, so that you do not follow after your own heart and your own eyes after which you played the harlot so that you may remember to do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out from the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. So again, we need to be remembering God's Word. If you've listened to the podcast at any length at all, you know I really stress hard that we need to be daily Bible readers. We need to have the Word of God in our life. And so we need, we need to remember not to follow after our own heart or our own eyes. We need to follow after the Word of God. Uh, man's heart, honestly, folks, is... is is not a source of reliable facts. I mean, I feel it in my heart. How can that be a fact? 
Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but he who walks wisely will be delivered. The heart is corrupted. I mean, it is, including mine. We all have a corrupted heart. We are sinful. Uh, We rebel against God continuously. I mean, here's Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. I'm sorry, I I probably need to slow down a little bit. Uh, Jeremiah 17, verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things. It is extremely corrupt. Who can know it? Okay, even Jeremiah in his day is saying the heart is, it's just terrible. It's corrupt. It's sinful. It's evil. If you really studied out the book of Jeremiah, you would see there that people really truly believed they could worship God, be a, a Christian, okay, be a good Jew, and they could still worship these other gods, and all would be good because the temple was in Jerusalem and God was there, and nothing was going to happen because God would not let the city of Jerusalem or the temple be destroyed. He would always be there in the end. Uh, he was kind of like, uh, we had these things around when I was a kid, a break glass in case of fire. You break the glass to get the fire extinguisher out, okay? Uh, that was kind of what it was uh, for them. And so we, we had the same issues going on today. We have many people who are claiming to be Christian, but boy, if you really, you know, sincerely, if you really listen and watch them, uh, they speak one moment very godly type things, and the next minute they're uh, they're in an adulterous affairs, or they're lying, they're stealing, they're cheating, they're doing everything that they should not be. And as Christians, we honestly live in a glass house. The world is always watching us. You oh, you claim to be Christian, really? And you're doing what? And you're saying what? You know, you fill in those blanks. And we need to be aware of that. So, man's way is not in himself. Turn with me to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. I know, O Lord that a man's way is not himself, nor is it a man who walks to direct his steps. Correct me, O Lord, with justice, not with your anger, or you will bring me to nothing. So again, here's Jeremiah saying, look, the only real counselor, the only real truth is God in his words. It we need to we always can try to do the right thing but that will always fail if we do it without God's word without his counselor the holy spirit involved in reading his word and jeremiah knew this because god had revealed it to him again the bible is very very clear there's a danger in religious subjectivism you know feelings and it can lead to people to think that they are true when they are not 
It can lead people to accept false religions when they should not. The Bible really, its position is this. You are not to follow after what you feel because Christianity cannot be true if you're basing it off of feelings and subjectivism. See, and there is this evidence. There is a historical evidence of Christianity that we really, most people don't even listen to or watch or read or ever study because they get so wrapped up in, in a single topic. They get wrapped up in a single book of the Bible, uh, their favorite whatever. And you hear me bark about that a lot or and try to point that out. To find a group of people. That's really the church. It's not brick and mortar. Uh, thanks to Webster, everybody thinks church is only a building. Jesus did not die for brick and mortar pews and rugs and songbooks and disco lights or whatever. He died for you and me. We are the church. We need to understand that. We need to understand it is Christ in his own sinless life, his, his retoning death, his cleansing blood, and his resurrection that has all this power around it. Christianity, we need to know the historical part of our, our beliefs and why we are believing what we believe. Uh, Christianity is not... Uh, grounded upon uh, feelings. Again, I keep going over that same word. It is grounded on the events that took place in history. And a lot of people look at the Bible as a historical document. And that's okay to a point. It has recorded historical events from Genesis 1 all the way to, you know, Revelation. Uh, the only thing that really has not finished or concluded is the second coming and so we need to know apart from the new testament honestly for the most part you really do not know what happened there are some historical writers out there josephus is the, probably the most popular uh, that talks about jewish history uh, the maccabees and things there's lots of things that are historical truth uh, but they're, they're not necessarily spiritually or godly or ordained writings. But you say, oh, why you say that? Well, no, we, we accept a lot of other historical uh, writings as being factual when there are thousands of years separation when the people write about it. How do we know that Napoleon was soundly defeated uh, at a place called Waterloo. How do we know that George Washington was the first president of the United States? I mean, how do we know who was the first king or queen of England? I mean, the, the list can go on. And that's because we have historical documents. We know what happened. And with Christianity, we can know the events that occurred when a man named Jesus fed 5,000 people. Uh, that he raised the dead, he, he gave hearing to the deaf, and he himself raised from the dead. And, and how do we know anything happened in the past? Again, we know this because there is a book called the New Testament. It is a historical testimony 
of those people who were there. They watched it. They saw it uh, unfold in front of their eyes. They were witnesses uh, to this. While ancient Oriental you know, cults linked to these annual cycles of winter and summer and death and resurrections and mythical things that go on and on, Christianity deals with no such mythology. It offers to us a real historical founder, plus accounts of his remarkable uh, death, burial, and resurrection. That is the gospel in a nutshell, folks. That is it. When was the last time your local church preached anything about the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ, uh, the virgin birth? It It is for us uh, to understand there is a real historical founder. All these accounts are recorded for us today as a testimony and its historical accuracy and its authentic Christianity exists because of the historical Jesus. If it's not a result uh, of doctrines and principles, but is on the actual events in the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. The Bible, as I said a few moments ago, again, is a historical book. It comes from historical eyewitnesses and their testimony. We know that these things happened in the past because it's recorded in reliable historical documents. If the New Testament is a reliable historical document, then there has to be a conclusion, one of knowledge, not of feelings, that there was a Nazarene named Jesus, and he claimed to be the Son of God. He claimed to be deity. And he did walk on water when they write it down. Uh, and it says he fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. Jesus did that. That's a lot of people, 5,000. Okay? And I know there's this talk about, well, they didn't count women and children in the day. Uh, okay, if you want to go that way, that's fine. We have at least 5,000 men and who knows how many women and children. But here's the thing. When it says he raised the dead and was found raised from the dead himself, he did and he was. There are records from the past which have every reason to believe that, they're, that they are true in the archaeology uh, and other contemporary documents at the same time period have confirmed uh, their general reliability. Whether we believe the Bible is the word of God or not, one thing is for certain. If it is a history book, then these things have to be considered true. Turn with me here uh, to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read the first four verses. So please follow along with me. Inasmuch as many undertaking to compile an account of these things accomplished among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants to the word, it seemed fitting for me as well, having investigated everything carefully from the beginning to write it out for you and considered 
consecutive order, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the exact truth about the things you have been taught. Okay, so I remember years ago, this young kid came out of some theology school and said Theophilus was just a mystical person. And no, why would you write? Here is Luke, a doctor. Why would he waste his time writing some letter to a mythical person? Somebody who really does not exist. So Theophilus was a man who did exist. And so he's writing this account out. Theophilus is an official uh, of, of Rome in their government system. Uh, three times in the book of Acts, which is also written by uh, Luke, the phrase most excellent is used of Roman governors. Okay, so this man had access to government files and records. Uh, he would have been able to check out things uh, to know whether or not they were really true or not, because he Theopolis would have gave him access to all uh, those things that were being recorded at the time by other Roman officials and courts. So it, it's been instructed that in the way of Christ here, okay, Luke opens his account to Theopolis to, by assuring him the materials he was about to read were carefully researched. And, and secured from eyewitnesses that the material that he's all wrote down here was accurate. It was presented, notice this, I think this is interesting, in order. You know, my favorite book is Jeremiah. Jeremiah is not written in, in a chronological order at all. I mean, notice he states here, for the reason of the research and the writing of his gospel account, Verse 4, that you may certainly know these things, okay? Luke claims that his historical document and testimony contains the facts, and they are literally, that's what really happened. The New Testament records eyewitnesses like Matthew, John, Peter, Paul, and carefully research it like Luke and others. Uh, the writers of the New Testament were able to record all these events because they were there. They saw these things. And so the ground of our faith is, notice this, folks, the ground of our faith is the testimony of the eyewitnesses that we really, truly believe what they have wrote down for us. Turn with me to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 19 verse 35 John 19 verse 35 and here's the, here's the apostle John and he who has seen has testified and his testimony is true and he knows he has telling the truth so that you also may believe okay again notice that the John the apostle says, I saw Jesus. I saw these events. I watched him walk on water. I watched him feed 5,000. I went to that grave where he was buried. On the third day, he was gone. His body was not there. I watched him on the cross. I, 
I spoke with his mother, took her into my home. Okay, he is saying I was a participant in these events and what I saw. I'm writing this down, and I know it's true. And I'm writing it down so that you will also believe. Notice Thomas here, you know, he says, My Lord in my God, John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. So, why do we believe that Jesus was resurrected from the dead? Not because of my feelings or, or some personal experience, but because we believe because of the men like Thomas, Matthew, Peter, John, and others who write down and recorded their eyewitness testimony. They saw these things actually happen. So, things that really need to, to really be proven. These, these old mythologies and other religions, that's all they are. There is no real historical evidence for many of their, uh, their writings and their teachings. And there is an abundant of evidence from historical sources that prove that Jesus is the Son of God and the Bible is the Word of God. More and more people, they're, they're always digging over there in Israel and they're trying to find all these ancient cities. And, you know, one guy says, hey, I think it's over here. Another guy says, no, uh, it's over there. And then here comes somebody else reading their Bible and saying, ah, oh, it's over here. And he finds it, okay? Interesting facts. So, we're going to wind this up. I'm, I'm getting a little long-winded for some of us. I know this is a little different, and I, I think it was important. So, again, the belief is the result of an honest evaluation of reliable and convincing evidence, just like a jury on, uh, in a court of law today in America. They want convincing evidence. Juries convict on solid evidence they acquit uh with the lack of evidence You're, you know you haven't proven to me anything christian evidence seeks to confirm the deity of christ and the inspiration of the bible by presenting evidence to sustain this 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 idea this historical approach is to seek and confirm that christian faith rests upon reliable foundational historical facts and these are basis of these evidence is for us and our belief it it's the kind of evidence it's it's a historical real reliable boy say that real fast reliable it, it's it's what the bible is it's reliable and honestly we need to sit down ourselves and be able to go through the facts uh, this is something that I did early on in my Christian walk. I, you know, based a lot of things off of feelings. But as I really started to begin to study and research uh, the Bible, I started doing word studies. I started studying uh, the events and the atmosphere around what's going on. You know, we can read the Bible and just read it. Or we can say, okay, why is this being said? Why is that being done? Why did they think that way? 
you know, start researching out a little of this idea. And it really brings in uh, what the people were thinking. They were looking for a Messiah. Absolutely. Uh, the Jewish people were. They really believed he was coming in their day and time. And he shows up. Many rejected. Many received and accepted. So they saw the facts. They saw the evidence. And therefore, um, there, there's a great division even today. And so, I hope that this podcast uh, has encouraged you to to start seeking out some historical evidences. This is uh, going to be the first one. I'm planning on doing a couple more here. So, please uh, continue to listen. I ask this every podcast. And somebody said, I've listened to you for three years. Never heard that. Okay. Please hit that like button follow us on your favorite podcasting app go to our social media accounts and and talk to us leave a review on our facebook account you can find those links on our web page uh, again our web page is really trying to convey information to the world but to our listeners mainly uh, you have a prayer request, please. We would love to post it there and and put it up. We're going to, uh, as we get more and more prayer requests, we're probably going to leave it up for a couple weeks and take it down. And so if you want it up longer, please tell us that. Uh, again, you can contact us through our contact page. Uh, you can visit with us on our social media accounts. Our email address is actually on the webpage as well. Uh, we have a, a, a mailing address for the old U.S. Post Office if you want to contact us that way. All that information is available on our webpage. I really appreciate that you hung out with me this long. Uh, please uh, have a very blessed week. Tell your friends and family about us as well. Uh, share our posts on social media. Post them on your social media account. Uh, repost uh, and share on your podcasting app. I know some uh, pod podcasting apps you can do that. So, again, we're just trusting in God uh, that he will take care of us because he always has. And we pray each and every day for the persecuted church around the world. And we know... Uh, so many of us, our brothers and sisters in Christ, are not really able to freely do what we are still able to do in the United States. So, again, may God bless you. May he have the glory.